0: Make you one, I'm gonna link your thighs, gonna suck your hair, I'm gonna jump all over your body, I'm gonna speed my web around your mind, I'm gonna eat you like you was the fly, I'm gonna make you roll, I'm gonna make you cry, I'm gonna make you so, gonna tell you why. Ooh, I keep a smile, love. a smile, Hey! ooh I keep a smile.
1: Episode 144 for July 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new trades and comics. An example for this episode is on the Venom hardcover written by Rick Reminder. It collects issues number 1 to 5 of the new Venom ongoing series that stars Flash Thompson and the infamous Betty Brandt. The cover price is 20 bucks. Mail order has it for just $9.99, which is 50% off the cover price. Under 10 bucks, that's awesome. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome back to our last show for July, gang. We're continuing to answer your message board questions. This one is aimed my way from the poster Proto Goblin. BD, what's your favorite Spider-Man cover of all time? Uh, probably a tie. One for nostalgia, one for sheer artwork. Uh I, I still love Marvel team up annual number two with Spider Man holding the big balls <laughs> apart from each other with the Hulk nice. behind him. God, that sounds odd. Uh but it was my very first comic and I still love that one. But for sheer artwork, uh it's a variant cover that uh was on the cover of a very poor book. Um, it was Peter Parker's Spider Man number one from the reboot. And it has Spider-Man in the Rain. And I think it's actually my avatar on the message board is a variant of that, where John Romita Jr. drew it and John Romita Sr. Senior, Senior inked it. And it is absolute one of my favorite Spider-Man images of all time. And I just love that cover so much. So, it was the
2: Dynamic Forces cover, I think, Brad.
1: It, it was the Dynamic Forces cover. and it's, hey, Do you guys know what cover I'm talking about? It's so beautiful. I just love that one. Uh, Kevin, if you were given the chance to write an ongoing Morbius series, how would you do it? Well, exactly, he would do it well. <laughs> I would agree that Kevin would do it well, <laughs> and but, it would I mean, not yeah, suck. I, I can't
3: just I can't just sit here and you know delineate an entire story of what I would do. But, In uh, the first issue, no. <laughs> I do have I do have plans that I I would use, but uh, actually my ideas more go towards a Morbius miniseries to set him up into a new status quo before what I really want to do is a Midnight Suns team book.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I, the thing is, how do you make Morbius sell in LastPass issue 3?
3: It would be... I think it would be easier right now with the vampire culture than it was before. I'll give you that. Um, but it's it's how you hype it. And, and honestly, as much as I hate to say this, I'm probably not the writer to get it sold because it would need some names attached to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Zach if you were given a chance to write Ben Riley's ongoing how would you do it
3: you know I had a a, a concept
2: that I was working on um, around the time of civil war where um, Ben would return right around the time the decision was made to uh, unmask and um but i've uh, I've always believed that Ben that died in peter parker's fireman seventy five the turn of dust um was not Ben Riley at all. It was it was another clone, and so it would involve Norman Osborn, and um, it would be put it this way. I, I've really thought about things. How Kevin's you know in a, on his indefinite hiatus about filling the void and uh, writing a Ben Riley miniseries with uh, his return. So maybe one of these days I'll actually get around to writing it.
1: Uh, we mentioned it several years ago, but Tom DeFalco and uh Howard Mackey actually pitched a Ben Riley ongoing was not accepted by the powers of b uh Stella what is the worst thing you've ever read
4: <laughs> i absolutely and and you know normally I can find something good about each book, but i absolutely uh i i I feel hate. bad saying hate, but yeah i just i don't know. I just do not, like, I have a strong aversion to The Awakening by Kate Chopin. It was, no. Okay. Yeah.
1: J.R., if Norman, off- Norman Osborn offered you a job, would
5: you take it? You know, I have, uh, probably as people can tell by my tone sometimes, I have mixed feelings about some of the off-the-wall questions we get. Mm-hmm. But I like this. Well, this is a nice. good one, uh, Proto-Goblin. Um it was proto goblin, right? Because I don't have the um, yes, proto goblin. Okay. yes, that good person. question. Um, I would say no way in hell, and here's why: because Norman is a psychopath, and I have worked for—I mean, I've worked for a number of people. I have worked for a person that I consider to be a psychopath. Now, the, if you see the clinical definition of a psychopath, not all psychopaths are criminals. Uh, they don't all commit crimes or are serial killers or whatever. But psychopaths tend to be very narcissistic uh, people. And, I mean, I've worked for a bunch of bad bosses. But part of being an employee sometimes is learning how to manage your manager. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes even if you have a not-so-great boss, you can kind of figure them out and figure out what they need and then give it to them. You cannot do that with a psychopath. They are unpredictable, and uh, they are, like I said, they're they're totally narcissistic and focused only on themselves, and you cannot you cannot manage them and predict what they want or need. So there is no way I would work for Norman Osborn, two million dollars a year, Jr. Oh my God! Well, yeah. you can have and, and, that mansion and, and, with the comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then if I and then if I make him mad or whatever, then he's he's taking and throwing me out. You know, he's yeah. he's saying he owns my soul and tossing me into a, a pool of water. Like he did that uh, Terry Kidder in the Pulse Number Two or whatever. So no thanks.
1: <laughs> how about Norman's PR officer? You have to spin everything <laughs> bad that he does. How about that? Uh,
5: yeah, yeah. Just about how successful. How, how long would that jump last?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he would end up killing you at the end. So anyway. oh
5: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or if it'd be it'd be like the Osborne. A, a mini-series, nothing would happen. Uh, <laughs> Michael, Lex Luthor offered you a job. Is he less crazy than Norman?
6: Would he kill um, you? No, he's also a psychopath, and he yeah. will kill you.
1: Um, <laughs> it,
6: it, it really just depends on what job I am being offered. Would I become his personal assistant? Hell no. Um, yes, yeah, man if um if he's like hey i've got this data entry position it pays about 50 grand a year you got full medical benefits and you know dental and vision you know LexCorp, for the most part is a pretty dependable company so uh, you know and, and you know the commute would probably be hell because i live in georgia and it would be a metropolis but uh but no i would absolutely not I, I I wouldn't. My wife says telecommute. Um, but but as far as I, I, I the the thing is, like Norman Osborne mm-hmm. Lex Luthor's a psychopath. He is, when done right, he is an evil human being who uses people to his own ends. So if you start working with him, for him. In any kind of close capacity where you're in his inner sanctum, eventually it is going to get you killed because once he has worn out his use for you, he is either going to kill you or he's going to destroy you utterly. It's why I hate... That Brian Azzarello written miniseries Luther, because they try to humanize the character. Hey, let's hey, let's show him kicking back and talking to a janitor and just being a normal Joe when he would buy and sell that janitor if it yeah. served his own ends.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see, everyone. Which one of these guys is more controversial name is the more controversial name in comics, and which one of these guys do you prefer as a writer? Grant Morrison, Alan Moore, Mark Miller, or Frank Miller?
6: I would prefer Grant Morrison as a writer and say that Alan Moore is the more controversial figure because he stirs more crap.
1: I like Mark Miller more than any of them.
3: Really? Yeah.
6: I. You like well, that all scene of them, over and over again?
1: It's
3: a great one. I love it. <laughs> all of them have written stuff that I absolutely hate, but I think of all of them, Frank Miller has written the stuff that I like the most as well. Uh, his Daredevil run was fantastic, some great Batman work, but yep. like Grant Morrison mostly just writes crazy bullshit. Um, <laughs> which uh, Mark Miller had a few good hits, and, but they were you know they were fun reads. They were never anywhere near Frank Miller's best. Alan Moore, you know, he wrote. I think Alan Moore has good ideas, but has too big an ego to write them well. <laughs> like Watchmen was a good story, <laughs> but it was also extremely overwritten and self-indulgent. So I think of all of them, Frank Miller's done the best job, and Alan Moore probably is the most controversial. But Frank Miller has also written some god-awful shit, especially lately.
1: Sarcasmic. To all, when do you think it's appropriate to kill off a character in comics, and do you think the death should be highly publicized or not? Hey, you want to know my opinion right quick, Brad? Sure. I think there should be a moratorium on killing, killing characters off for the next five years. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, they always get better, with the exception of Uncle Ben, and he he came back from an alternate universe. Yeah, but
2: death in comics has is become so such a big farce and a joke
5: yeah. that
2: you need to have it. You know, to to maximize its impact, you need to have those deaths be few and far in between. We've had two death, you know,
1: two deaths of characters at Marvel over the last year. And the rumor is the Hulk is the next one to die, Mister Bailey. What do you think of that? What? Yeah, I mean, I heard this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go to ble- uh, I'm sorry. Evidently on Bleeding Cool, they think the Hulk is dying at the end of the Hulk uh, Dracula miniseries. And they think the Loeb McGinnis book is Hulk Reborn, even though it doesn't spell out correctly.
3: That would be so stupid. <laughs>
6: wow, are they really trying to draw? I mean, I, I, I haven't read Hulk in about nine months, but I have all the issues. So I've just not gotten to them yet. Yeah. Um,
1: well, he he's in fear itself. He's one of the henchmen or whatever.
3: Why? Why would they kill him off in a Dracula mini series? That doesn't make much because sense. Because according
1: to Mister uh the Hulk versus Dracula was supposed to take place in the regular book, but they thought they'd make more sales with the mini. I guess I
6: don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, cause that always works.
1: I don't know why they did it. I don't. I, I, but they asked Breivort, was this originally supposed to take place in the regular Hulk book? And they said yes,
3: but I guess surely if it was such a big event as the Hulk dying, they wouldn't shuffle it off into a versus Dracula miniseries. It'll probably
1: be the last issue of Fear itself.
3: Watch, it's probably what will happen. Uh, sarcasm. <laughs> well, it, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, as to the question though, I mean, it's it it's it's an answer of they need to be more responsible as a company. I mean, death shouldn't be off the table because well, then everybody's safe and nothing is. Really that tense, but also you shouldn't be killing characters, you know, once every quarter, which they tried to say was a uh, joke, but I think we're actually at more than once a quarter now. Um, and so, I don't, I, mean, I really I don't think to, I really don't death, think Bucky's dead either. By the way, well, death needs to come from the writer's story if it if it really matters to the story, and if you weigh it against uh, long term, not just your one story you're writing, but long term. Uh, then, then you should absolutely be able to do it if that works out, especially if you can if you shouldn't remove something from the universe that there is no replacement for. Yeah. You know? Um, but a lot of times you can do something different to it's not you know, when you say replace it's not necessarily it's actually a bad thing to put the exact same thing in there with another character, but you want to replace it with something different but equal.
1: How how what are the odds of Peter Parker's coming back to the ultimate universe?
3: Uh, I think the odds are a lot better that uh, he'll stay dead just because it's the I really ultimate agree. universe, and they're trying to make it different. I will be very disappointed if he comes back anytime soon, and you'll see me dropping all these ultimate books that I'm picking up right now because that would be cheap as hell.
1: To Michael, it in
3: 616, though.
1: Michael Stella, Kevin, I think the, this might have been asked before, but what DC gems do you wish would uh, write for Marvel, and what title would you like them to write What's a DC gem? Are you
6: talking think, talent, talent like, writer, like a writer? Okay. Um, I uh, think it'd
4: be great. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, well, just because you were thinking. Uh, Brian Q. Miller, who was not given a book for whatever reason, uh, that would be great yes. to pull him over to Marvel. He has such talent. Uh, you know, he did such an amazing job with Batgirl. I wonder what he would do with something like Spider-Girl. But give him the legitimate Spider-Girl uh, mayday, not, you know, what we've got now. Jeff
1: Jones and Spider-Man. I've said it before. Please, I want to I taste that. Recipe. Uh,
6: I, I <laughs> would like. Bad.
1: <laughs>
6: I'm trying to remember. Peter Tomasi, I think, would do well with some Marvel characters, especially like the Avengers or something like that, because I really enjoy his writing. I really do. Um, I can't think of really any writers at DC Comics. They share so many, you know, of uh, that of books that I'm reading that since I'm reading so few that that I am familiar enough with to say they need to write for Marvel
3: I, I would I would very much support the Brian Q. Miller idea I have no idea why the hell he's not writing a book in the new DC Universe um, he would do good on a lot of Marvel Universe stuff actually he's got the wit and the humor for a lot and honestly I people would scoff, but I'd like to see what uh, Judd Winnick might do with a couple of things, because I he might be controversial, but he's usually good on a solo book. Well, he
0: did
1: great yeah, on
3: Exiles back.
1: I enjoyed his Exile stuff.
6: I did not read that. I, I was about to say, keep that man off of a... I don't know about Exiles, because I didn't read it, but every time he gets on a team book, everybody starts talking like it's a Kevin Smith movie,
3: <laughs> and it just
6: bugs the piss out of me. So.
3: And I just plain found his Outsiders bland.
6: Yeah, anyway.
1: To Brad Jr., what do you who do you think progressed the character of Peter Parker and Spider Man the most, excluding Stan Lee? Uh,
5: I would have to say, uh, off the top of my head here, uh, Marv Wolfman. Uh, I liked it uh, because uh, when Wolfman took over the title, he had Spider Peter propose to Mary Jane, get turned down, then he graduated from college. Uh, then he got a job at, he got fired from the Bugle, he got a job at the Daily Globe, and he it really seemed to be going, you know, some different things being done, and then Wolfman left, you know, cause he got in a pissing contest with Jim Shooter, and Denny O'Neill was hired, and the rest was history. So, uh, I, I'd save Marv Wolfman.
1: Okay. And JR, you gotta go. You yeah, said. got a
5: baseball game, so, uh. Alright. I, I will, sp- uh.
1: Hope Spencer See wins. you guys all later.
5: <laughs> uh yeah. If he if he if he wins he's gotta play a few more games. If he doesn't then uh then uh the the season's done. So uh, anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Later,
3: JR. Thanks, JR. Hey,
1: okay. Let's see. Next one, uh to Kevin, back when you were writing Cough Cough Hint Hint, who were <laughs> the writers who inspired you inspired you both in comics and
3: prose? Oh, I think I've answered this one a couple of times before. Um and it, it might have changed though. <laughs> um but I don't know a lot of a lot of like TV writers too. I, I watch a lot of good TV. Joss Whedon has always been a huge inspiration. Um, as far as comic books go, damn it depends on what I've been reading. I don't think that changes. I mean, Peter David's X Factor mm-hmm. is always just you know so damn good. You wish you could write like that. Um, Sixty
1: plus issues, solid. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, damn. that's
3: his second run on the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever read I, the original '90s the, stuff he did? Uh, it was '80s actually, um, and I have I have the whole run, but I think I only read like the first six issues or so because I I got the rest of the run at a later date and haven't been able to read it yet. But but yeah, I've got the run and it's it's the old stuff is good, but it's not as good as what he's been doing since what was it '05 that the new one launched? Yeah. Because I mean that's just the mix he's got here is brilliant. And of course, the Madrix mini series that went before it was awesome too. Um, but, you know, um, Mark Andraco does some great work. Uh, his Manhunter was fantastic. Um, hell, Brian Q. Miller's probably made it into that list at this point. And I'm, I'm kind of on the outs with Jeff Johns at the moment, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. Uh, to all, what are your thoughts on the 130 protesters who are gonna, co- going to Comic-Con to protest the New 52?
3: I don't know why it bothers people so much. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, well, uh, you know, with all the other stuff going on in the world, why would you protest this? It's not like they had – it's not like these people were like, hmm, we're going to protest something. Do we protest the, the murders in Darfur or Comic-Con? <laughs> no, these are people that were going to go to Comic-Con anyway, and they're bringing some signs with them and, and giving people their opinion. Do I think they're going to cause any change? No, but it's no skin off my damn nose.
6: <laughs> no, I, I think – here's what annoys me about the whole everyone being upset about what DC is doing. Uh, and this is going to sound extremely self-centered, and I do apologize if it does. This is crap I've been talking about for four years.
0: Whoa. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you got a whoa out of Stella. And now it's just like, oh, everyone else is on board. Where were you assholes three years ago when I needed you? <laughs> so, and I, and I mean that facetiously. The assholes part anyways. I love all of you. But, uh, it's just, it's just really interesting to hear people really upset with DC right now that when I was sitting there listening, all of my complaints were like, oh, well, you know, sorry you don't like it, but I like what I'm reading, so la, 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 la.
0: Hello.
2: What?
4: Um, sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And now
6: a random segue. (laughs) Hello. I had to to run to the bathroom, so I was. So you
2: returned by saying hello? (laughs) Because I thought because my button was screwing up. Anyway,
3: I don't want to hear about that. That's your own personal business. uh, By
2: the way, Brad, there. I guess there will be a preview of the Amazing Spider-Man at Comic Con.
3: Oh
1: yeah, I saw you put that in that little chat window. So you gotta cover that panel, dog. You go. Oh, that up. I think three of us will be covering that panel. Love it. If you could get Andrew Garfield to hold up the Spider-Man sign, I will kiss you on the lips.
2: Dude, I... Do you want to do it or are trying to deter it? just kidding.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, um, my whole thing is is that uh, my only issue that I'm gonna probably have is that Sony panel is an hour. It's two and a half hours, and. Um, it usually takes two hours to get in. So the logistics of that day is going to be kind of weird because uh, you got the Marvel's Amazing Spider-Man as Avenging Friends panel. It's at two forty. It ends at 245. So,
1: Well, we'll figure it out when we get there. Or you guys will.
2: I'll get Steve Wacker to hold the sign because he will be at Comic-Con this year.
1: Ah, there you go. MacGyver. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. I agree. MacGyver, this, is, this ought to be fun. The crawl space crew is forced to play a game of naked twister against each of spider <laughs> villains. Yeah, pick the opponent for your fellow podcasts. BD picks Kevin's opponent. Um. Well, why not Morbius? That would suck.
2: Naked twister with
1: Morbius. <laughs> Kevin naked twistering with uh, Morbius. Kevin pick Zach's opponent.
3: Um. I think Zach should go up against Doctor Octopus. All hands.
2: He'd be oh, good wait, at it. Is it uh, is it is it diaper or is it regular? <laughs> Ooh,
1: gross. Okay, uh, Zach, think it picked... I'll
3: do you a favor. It's regular, fat guy. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pick Stella's opponent.
2: Oh, just because just because I like Stella. Um, I, Danny any Rand, Iron Fist. Just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: actually funny. <laughs> How is he a Spider-Man villain? Oh wait, was a Spider-Man villain? Oh, oh wait. okay. Oh, really wait, not bad. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man villain, um, the foreigner because he's kind of swapping Devon air. There you go. Oh.
1: Okay, uh, Stella picked Jr's appointment. It- vermin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: He hates vermin. Oh,
1: uh, Stella also picked Michael since Jr has left.
4: Oh. Um. Oh dear, off. You know, I, I had to think about that one. Okay. A good spot. Pick yeah, yeah. Somebody else pick Michaels.
1: Um,
2: Electro, because it'd be kind of shocking.
3: Oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be as bad as the pun.
1: <laughs> How about the spot in naked? That'd be weird. He'd cheat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your hands
1: go go to a time dilation point. Oh, this ought to be good. Michael, pick my opponent, please say the black cat. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Michael? Uh let me think. I think I want to pick the hypno-hustler. Oh, man. You're mean. You can't
2: lobby for him to pick whose opponent you're supposed to pick. Hey, Mike,
6: hey Mike, this, this, this is meant to be a comedic bit. Please pick the one that I want to have sex with. of oh, Brad.
1: Sounds like a Facebook update. Durabil from Alberta, Canada. Everyone, out of all the creators you've met or interviewed, who did you enjoy the best? Uh, Stan Lee was awesome. Sapi Sima was neat. I haven't actually met them, but I I did meet Stan Lee. I got to shake his hand years ago, and I thought that was cool. I talked to him just a little bit. So Stan and Peter David I've met in person, too, at a comp comp convention. He was really cool. Anybody else?
6: Jerry Ordway Mm -hmm. was amazing to interview, and the stories that he told us off the air were funny uh, I would also like to point out that I love Durabil's avatar. That is from the first chapter of Superman Exile, which is one of my favorite Superman stories. So that is awesome.
1: Anybody else?
2: Well, I've only got to uh, interview to Falco, and it was um, – by the time you got to me, I actually – my phone died. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah. But well, so – uh,
4: yeah, Peter
0: call. David
1: was hilarious. That David Venom 65437 was just – Fantastic. And you, you've uh, interviewed Four Chuck PS. Dixon, haven't you, Stella?
4: Yeah, Chuck Dixon yeah. and Scott Beatty. Yeah, they were wonderful, and 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 it was fun, and they were funny. And then Brian Q. Miller is just a really down to earth guy as well. Cool. On
1: the message board, a poster said he wouldn't want Aunt May to die unless she found out about one more a day. Uh, and it got me thinking that would make an interesting story. In your opinion, what would be Aunt May's reaction if she knew Peter Parker basically gave up his marriage and his morals to save her life? Also, could Aunt May be a future, could Aunt May be a future out to OMD by making a deal herself to redeem Peter? They're not Um, touching it. They're not touching it, dude. No, they're not. They're not gonna go back to that thing, but I think Aunt May would basically sacrifice herself, honestly. Uh, first of all, Aunt May would slap the snot out of him. Yeah. She, she would sacrifice. I mean, if we're keeping in character. Granted, Eddie Brock this month was not in character, so I don't know what Aunt May would. She'd probably faint and die. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Maybe get smashed by a Happened month. this month. Spider-Sense 13. Well, anybody? Any other thoughts on that? I'm sorry. I didn't really o- even open that up. Okay. Spider-Sense uh, thir- 13. Spidey Sense 13. Long-time listener, first-time typer? Yeah, very nice. I like that. What are your favorite Spider-Man spinoffs, i.e. Spider-Man Noir, Rain. Uh, those are my two favorites. Noir is my all-time favorite. Also, Snape Killed Dumbledore. What is up with that? Oh, he's talking Harry Potter. Got it. Okay. Um,
6: Spider-Man 2099. It's awesome. Love that series.
1: Slingers from the uh, late 90s. Good, or mid 90s. Good, good book. You and two race. other people. Hey dude, I got I I went and bought all what it was it, four or five number ones. It was cause, four number ones. Because in the middle of the book they had a different story, which I thought, you know what? Why hasn't Marvel done this before? Because in it's an instant way. Stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> granted, it's stupid, but it's a guaranteed way to get the Idiots like myself to buy all four damn books.
2: Well,
6: so, you just call yourself the, an idiot. So there I you go. The,
1: did, but it's a guaranteed sell because I want to read. No, no,
6: no. Here's the better way to do it. Yeah. Do what Team Titans did they, in 1992, do? where they had five different characters, five different covers, five different backup stories.
1: Ah. So the main part of the book is the same.
3: Yes. Well, oh, that's that's that's.
2: Or just wait for the trade and have all of them collected in the same bundle?
3: (gasps) Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, with
1: Slingers back in the 90s, it wasn't guaranteed you'd get a trade, so that's why you bought it.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I know, but nowadays it's
1: kind of... That's uh, why it it. doesn't work anymore. Mercury83 from Belfast, Ireland. Hey all, with the San Diego Comic Con happening this month, was wondering which events do you think would be the most uh, interesting, and if you're going to... Which one do you want to go to most, and how did... How do you pass the time on long plane journeys? Stella and uh let hear it' Stella, uh Zach, Donovan, John Wilson, and Bertoni are Crosspace my crawlspace reporters and we're going to do a podcast after they get back. And we'll talk about their experiences out in San Diego. But Stella and Zach are, what what are the two things that you're looking most forward to of the panels that's been announced? I'll let Stella go first.
4: Um I- I'm looking forward to the Batman like the D C panels in general, I think. But the Batman one to see, you know, what is gonna happen with Batgirl and things like that. I'm 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 interested to see. And um well yeah, the Amazing Spider I wonder how tough that's gonna be though to get into that movie one, but that would be interesting to see what they have to say about the uh, the movie.
2: I think that they're gonna do you know, Ghost Rider and then the other one and then Spider Man last, so it's not gonna be as difficult, I don't think uh as we're talking about it being. But it's I mean those panels, I mean it's gonna be in Hall H. It's the biggest hall of the uh of the convention center. So they're gonna have try to pack as many people in there as humanly possible. Um it's the same hall that they they assembled the Avengers last year. Um but I am kinda looking forward to the Avenging Friends panel just because it is the big Spider Man panel for uh For San Diego, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: just because we're going to probably see a lot of stuff that's going to come out of that panel that will, um, that will, you know, we'll be able to talk about for months to come. Because, I mean, last year they they obviously did big time, and, uh, we talked about that, and, uh, they ignited a lot of debate, so hopefully this, this, uh, no, this new title coming out in November will, uh, which.
1: (laughs) I'm interested to see what they do for you reporters, in the fact, I wonder if they give you, like, a, a flash drive. That you can get these images because you know Newsarama and all the other ones get all those images up fast. I wonder how they provide those images to the reporters. Um,
2: I'll ask Bertoni because yeah. obviously Bertoni went last year, so I'll I'll uh, yeah. I'll, I, they because I think they have our email addresses on file mm-hmm. with the press, so they may email the because pre- I'm getting stuff. I'm getting uh, promotional stuff submitted to my email. I don't know about Stella, but I know I'm getting a bunch of let cool. That's for Comic Con. That's just. They're bombarding you, so I'm pretty sure they probably email it to you, and then once we get those emails, uh, like nice. I was telling you earlier, we should be able to get the, uh, stuff up on the crawl yeah. space and live.
1: Yep, Zach and Stella and several others will have their laptops with them ready to upload to the front page, so look for that.
2: If we don't, if I don't bring my laptop, then I will definitely bring my cell phone.
1: There you go. Uh, let's see, how do we pass the time on long plane journeys? Lots of nuts. <laughs> wow. There's, there's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, um, but, well number one, I have fat now. <laughs> i i i 've had a history of air sickness, so i have to uh, i cannot look out the window uh. Um, but uh one thing i and I also have problems with uh, the pressurization too, but I usually what i 'll do is i 'll usually get the, my my iPod out or uh, like i 'll probably do some probably do some work on the plane.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, writing up articles in, in preparation for San Diego. I, I am 36 years old. I have not been on a plane since I was 18 years old. Isn't that crazy? I am. Isn't that
3: nuts? Well, I've been taking a lot of trips, you know, plane trips lately, you know, back and forth from L.A. and whatnot. And, uh, it's It's like a one-hour plane trip from Kentucky to wherever my connection is, and then it'll be like a five-hour plane ride out here. And when I came back here just now, I, I watched The Adjustment Bureau finally, which was really good. Um, on on the back of the seat in front of me, yeah. and then I caught up on Batgirl and Birds of Prey and something else. So, oh, yeah. cool. Comics and movies, gotta love it.
6: Do you cool. uh, do you go through Atlanta?
3: Uh, usually, it's, it's it's either Atlanta or Detroit.
6: Okay.
3: You should I meet up that. with Mister Bailey. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's never much time. though. the past couple have been like 50-minute layovers, so I've you know, just got to get to the next gate and go. Yeah. The, the
6: only reason I ask is uh, basically to get to hell, you have to <laughs> go through Atlanta first. <laughs> I mean, the it's
0: awesome.
6: At least
3: you'll have plenty of time before you get to hell because nothing ever pulls out of Atlanta Airport on time.
6: And, uh, I mean, they joked about it on the freaking It's a Trap Family Guy special. Wow.
1: Plowing along, Agent Michigan, beating Stella. Said. How long did it take you to beat Shattered Dimensions? And did you do a second playthrough to get more of the challenge trophies? I've been trying to get Stella to buy that video game forever. <laughs> uh, I I didn't go back and play it once I beat it. I have didn't go back to it again. Brad, I
2: was the same way. I, uh, I I ran it twice. It took me two rentals.
0: It was
1: it awesome. Awesome
2: game. It's a great game. It's it's uh I, I still don't think it's as good as Spider Man two. Um I do. I do. Uh,
1: I, I I like the free I, roaming I like free roam, but I like a mission more than a free roam. But well, and and I just had some problems with the
2: story. Mysterio was perceived to be way more powerful than he should ever be. Craven was I don't, Craven I, was so,
1: cool, in it I thought.
2: Uh, Craven was good. It was probably the best interpretation of Craven that I've ever seen. At the same time, I don't like Craven anyway. The only, okay. the only story Craven's in the same realm as that. Maybe the only story I liked with with those two characters
1: was where they died. I, yeah. So, Stella, you've got a lot of video games on your pre order list, don't you? You've got Arkham <laughs> City, right?
4: Well, I've only officially pre ordered Uncharted three. Okay. But because you know, I mean as a school teacher I do not make a lot of money so I really have to be diligent about things. So but Arkham City is definitely up there and I'm trying to decide. But I, I guess chair dimensions is it twenty dollars now?
1: It's forty. Uh oh it's, okay. It's, it's, it hasn't come down that cheap yet. But when okay. it's like, I can get it used for twenty probably. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: But yeah. Still got my highest recommendation. Uh, for everyone who plans to, which of the new DC number ones do you plan on picking up? But September kind of hit that question up for me at least. Anybody else? What are you guys picking up? Sure. Uh, I'll be picking... Oh. oh,
3: go uh, ahead. Go ahead.
4: No, you go ahead, Kevin.
3: Okay. Um, I'm just getting three titles. I'm going to pick up Nightwing, uh, because I, I can't not buy a Nightwing book. Um, and I'm also going to pick up Batgirl and Red Hood, just kind of out of curiosity.
4: Stella? Red Hood and the Outlaws. Can't believe you're going down that road. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I do like the character. Yeah. If done right. <laughs>
4: um, I have a lot, I think, more than I'm going to end up with in my Mail Order Comics cart I'm going to go through. But I am interested somewhat in Justice League and Justice League International. Uh, but I may end up dropping those. Um, Teen Titans, if for no other reason than curiosity of how bad it is (laughs) uh batgirl nightwing um birds of prey though if babs isn't in it i could drop that whenever i whenever i want to and i think hawkman but i'm not i'm not exactly sold on that no batman titles
6: no for you really no uh bailey what are you getting uh, Superman titles, obviously. Um, I'll be picking up like a lot of the main books. I'll be trying a good number of the of the Batman titles, along with Nightwing and Batgirl. Right. Um, I'm really have no desire to read Suicide Squad, nor do I have any desire to read a a book with a bunch of guys wearing baseball caps uh, <laughs> shooting people. So that Jason Todd, that awesome. Todd book just, like, out of the – oh, God, every time I hear about it, it makes me want to punch the nearest person dead in the face. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give The Flash a try. I'm definitely giving Justice League a try. Uh, I may give Jonah Hex a try, oddly enough. Oh, yeah.
0: hmm.
6: um, Zach,
1: are you picking up any D- DC new?
2: There's, D- there's something going on with DC? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh no, I'm I'm not playing on it. Um
2: I'll 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 kind of hold judgment to what I hear. Uh I may end up picking some Batman books up just cuz I I've, I've always liked Batman, so.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh for everyone, do you have a comic that's a guilty pleasure? No, I'm just picking up Spider-Man right now.
3: Uh yeah, I, I'm guilty about buying Amazing Spider-Man, but it's not a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: anybody else? And there you go, Steve Hey, BD and Stella, have you heard of or played the Fallout series of games? I, I've heard of it, never played it.
4: Yeah, same here.
2: And uh, we'll make the trifecta, same here.
1: Venomaniac from uh, DOD headquarters, a.k.a. Liberty Island. To all, should comics overall be more fun or take themselves more seriously? I think both.
4: Yeah, I think you should enjoy it, but I don't think yeah. it should be something that you read it once and you're like, oh, okay, and then throw it away. I mean, it, it should have some sort of serious, um, undertone and, and, and stories that actually mean something to people. Yeah,
6: yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that.
4: The thing is, as, as the age, or the reading public of comics
1: gets older, I think we want more than just all ages comics and the fact that done in one, um, Spidey super stories. I think it doesn't
3: have to be that to be fun, though. I think the the best yeah. example I've seen recently, Brian Q. Miller's Batgirl, was always a really really fun read. Probably the most I've read in a long time. Um, and it it depends on comics should be whatever the story and character calls for. I mean, if J. M. DeMathis has, uh, you know, uh, Craven's Last Hunt up his sleeve, then he should be able to do a, a serious story. But if you know, Brian Q. Miller has Batgirl. He should be able to do a fun story. It's just, it, and you shouldn't be told which one to do because then you're not doing the story you want to tell. You're just trying to, you know, meet editorial.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, what is going on with the Crawley Awards? Zach, that's all you, buddy.
2: Oh, Zach got busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just that's just the uh, honest to goodness truth. Got no. busy. Got busy. So, by the way, I do like the uh, location reference to Fringe. Ah, uh, I didn't catch that.
1: Uh Spider tour from New York City. This one's mostly for Brad, but anyone can jump in. Could you briefly give some thoughts on the territory? How do you say that word? Ter- ter- Tertiary. Oh, Tertiary. Ah, Fringe. Sorry, I was um, on uh, mute. Wow. Tertiary. Nice. That one just stumbled me all up. That's a 50-cent word, and I live in a 25-cent world. Uh, spider books <laughs> that aren't covered on the show. I'm uh, talking about titles like Ultimate Spider-Man, Astonishing Spider-Man, Wolverine, Marvel Adventures, Spider-Man, etc. I'd also love to hear what you think about Fear Itself. Generally, the fringe Spider-Man miniseries are poor. Uh, the Osborn miniseries is awful. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man has gotten better since Bagley returned. I didn't really care for the Spider-Friends, even though I loved the cartoon from the 80s. Uh, I didn't care for Lafouette's artwork on Ultimate Spider-Man. I I think for the last two, maybe three years, Ultimate spider Man's kind of been ho-hum, so-so. Um, I would but, agree. I mean, the, the, we haven't had really good um, offshoot
2: titles in no. probably a good three or four years, or probably about five years now. Astonishing um, Spider-Man. And the
3: they ended the satellite titles? yeah not surprising
1: <laughs> astonishing Spider-man Wolverine was solid uh, it got off the rails when they introduced mojo in the book. I hate that character he's a fat yellow job of the hut in the X-Men world <laughs> i I can't Word. stand mojo
6: he, Le mojo no bother <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean really I, he he runs a television station in a world. It's just such a trippy, can't wrap my head around it, don't get it, don't like it, and he's so damn ugly. Uh, however...
2: I think uh, everybody's, um thoughts on that character was colored by the cartoon.
1: I guess. However, the last issue of Astonishing Spider-Man Wolverine was awesome. Uh, he, he proposed, he wanted to get married, Peter Parker we're talking about, to a <sighs> chick we've never heard of. Uh, and mainly because he spent decades in this alternate universe. And it was, and it just was a great, great issue by, uh, Jason Aaron. And was it Adam or Andy Kubert? I always get those two confused. I think it was Adam. 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 So I would pick it up for that last issue alone. Marvel Adventures Spider-Man, don't read it. Uh, it's one of the rare Spider-Man titles I don't read. I, I just not, I just don't really get that.
6: I'm, I'm kind of surprised you're not j- just picking it up for Ava.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, the, the problem with Ava and books is she has to read a book that it has a hard page. like like It's like a cardboard page. Because if she has anything that is slightly paperish, she will rip it in half. She's, uh, I'm actually, she's I'm like the cookie
6: monster Ava, with paper. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not talking about Ava now. I mean, for oh. when she's a little older and she starts reading.
1: Yeah, that's true. That
6: way you have them backed up and you have a non rapey Spider-Man story. That's true, yeah. Uh, that, that you can no, read. i looking
1: forward to reading the Ava Spider-Man stories, but yeah. Adventures would be good. They also make these little, uh, square kind of books I've seen at, at the bookstores that, you, in the shape of like Sesame Street books, but Spider-Man's in them. So that looks kind of cool. Spider-Man and Friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fear Itself, Spider-Man, has been horrible. Um the artwork is beautiful, the storytelling is horrible. Uh basically the city's going nuts and Vermin appears. Enough said. Ah. <laughs> vermin is going to be in three issues and Spider-Man wakes up with rats all over him, he's getting gnawed on and I'm just like uh just a well, bad
0: new twist.
1: I know, it's just a bad I don't dig it at all and, and Vermin I have never really liked. Kevin you sound like you're in a hole.
3: Um I'm not.
1: <laughs> Facebook confirms. Uh lady spider from Themyscira. Did I get it right?
3: Uh, screw it. Yes, you yeah. did. Themyscira, the yeah. <laughs> to the gang. I think, I think we're getting past the point where you get props for that every time. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again,
3: we feel stories like the killing joke
1: since passed in the identity identity crisis are not child friendly and should either be rendered out of continuity or should stories like these be told like Watchmen with characters loosely based on other characters. Well, the panel agrees. Uh. <laughs>
6: I, no, I, I, I was muted. Um, well, killing joke was never supposed to be in continuity. Uh, from what I understand that was supposed to be kind of a standalone story that the the, the powers that be decided to put into continuity um, since past I mean I wouldn't call it kid friendly but you know i I, th- I think it had some interesting things to say about you know Peter and you know his level of responsibility and identity crisis was you know was this huge game, game changer i don't think you could do identity crisis and have it as have as much impact if it's done like watchmen where you have analogs to other characters basically mm-hmm. um, but should they be in continuity well you know any any story that basically reveals that n- not only was a beloved character well beloved by some people okay beloved by me um, was raped and then they, you know, mind wiped Batman. I, I don't. I don't think that should be in continuity. Um, but it was a well written story. So I'm going all over the place with this answer because I <laughs> I feel strongly about it both ways. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense.
1: Anybody else? We got one, another one in Michael's way.
6: There needs to be no hard and fast
3: guideline. That that would be bad for the industry. Not all stories are kid friendly it depends on what book you're writing for what character you're writing for what format you put it in um, i wish the killing joke had not been in continuity that would have made it a lot better but that's story specific uh, synth past i loved it was great um, identity crisis you know it depended on what you did with it but but no i don't think there should be a rule about that because you know when you have rules uh, then things tend to go wrong and get restrictive
1: uh, Michael, I just know you thought of a, a Superman movie trilogy and a Batman TV series outline. You did.
6: Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Could you think of an outline for a Spider-Man TV show?
6: You know, if, if I did, it would end up coming out a lot like Spectacular Spider-Man, the animated series, because <laughs> uh, I think that I, I think yeah. that did it perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, you know, you know, there's debate on changing the ethnicities of certain characters regardless of that, that nailed everything you need about in a Spider-Man television series.
1: I wonder if they... It will be a long time if they ever do do it, but, I mean, the movies make too much money to water it down for television. You know, there's never been yeah. a... Well, I guess there's the 70s show, but that I don't really count that one. Da-da-da! Da-da-da! Six, six, six and a half from Meth Capital, California... I hope you're all having a great summer, BD, Other than Craven's Last Hunt, what is your favorite dark story of Spider-Man? Ugh. Um. I like the. I like. I'll go to JMS. I I like the the original Morlin, where he fought him, and he and he really thought he was. Well, that would be the other, wouldn't it? Well, no. What was the first Morlin story?
3: Kev, help me out. The first Moreland story was uh JMS's first story. It was collectively called Coming Home when Collecting yeah. Trade, but I don't think it had an actual unifying arc title. Okay. I thought
1: that was good. I I, I, I uh thought it was really good. Um I'm trying to think of another Dark Spider Man story. You guys name some other ones off?
3: Well, I mean there's the classic ones. There's all everything JM Demathis wrote pretty much. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Craven's Last Hunt, Child Within, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Ward. The Marvel Knights one might be Marvel Knights by Miller might be considered That's dark.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Zach, what do you think is the greatest moment ever of Spider-Man comics in the '90s? When Ben died? No, uh, when
2: Norman <laughs> returned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: hated it in the at the time, but I've, oh, I know I've, you did. I've been We've down. discussed this. Stella, as a teacher, what's your biggest challenge in the classroom?
4: Um. Classroom management is tough. I mean, just like trying to talk without people talking over you, and, and it's more of an issue because I have to deal with middle schoolers. They don't want to talk all the time. That's an issue, and just you know, getting them to learn and getting them to try because it, it has seemed that you know, the the longer we go in life, the more. Or I guess the less that people start caring about their studies, so I, it's it's just it's frustrating. You yeah. teach them, but I mean you lead the horse to water, but you can't get them to drink. So I do everything, and then it's tough. Well,
1: we were talking earlier about hormones. That's the if that's middle school, that's where the hormones are raging. Are they getting yeah, ready? They're starting up. Yeah, Michael. If you had the powers of Max, the oh, I'm sorry, that's it, Max Hedrum. <laughs> if you had the powers of Madrox, the multiple man, would you be on every podcast on the internet simultaneously? And if so, start looking into genetic mutations to make that happen.
3: Isn't that already how it is? is yeah, that, pretty is much. That he, he, a new he, thing. Yeah. Is Michael muted? I think he is.
6: Yes, I am. Um, um, hey, pro- How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, the um, he just pulled a Zach. Um, no Come wait. The- oh, there's okay, there hey. I pulled a Zach. Oh dear. Um, oh Thanks. God, I am I am being Thanks. such Thanks, a jerk Bailey. today. Uh, <laughs> I am sure there are people out there that don't like me, so I would not be on every podcast simultaneously. Plus, I would not want those powers because, you know, another version of me pops out. It's going to want to have sex with my wife, and that's going to bother me, so... (laughs)
1: Uh, I thought it was your day.
6: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, this this isn't the end of that what if the Clone Saga issue where it's like I'll be Mike on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you'll be Mike on Wednesdays and Saturdays and alternating Sundays. I mean, it just doesn't work.
1: Kevin, what spidey villain do you think has the greatest character potential but is grossly underused or appreciated? His answer is the grizzly.
3: Absolutely. All the way. We need more... What Spider-Man needs is more bears. Uh, (laughs) uh, My my honest answer would be Gabriel Stacy. Um, Yeah. uh, If if I was still, you know, writing crawlspace on any regular basis, I'm I'm working on it. Yeah.
1: Uh, What about Stegron? We need no more dinosaurs. Uh,
3: If I give my actual answer, George would hurt me, so...
1: Greg XB. Kevin, I know you like Thor, but what did you think of X Men First Class?
3: Uh, really enjoyed it. It was it was a very good flick. I had a couple of uh problems with it. Like for instance when um when Kevin Bacon shoves something down Darwin's throat and says adapt to this. He should have. I agree. He should have <laughs> adapted. And and my second biggest problem is since when the hell does brass break diamond? Um <laughs> Damn, but besides those those little quibbles, it was a very very entertaining movie. I loved young badass Nazi hunting Magneto, no. and uh I, you know I could young... have gone like six hours of that. Seriously, Me too, dude. yeah, I know. He's I'm a... there. We're making like, glorious bastards two and go, <laughs> uh, and and young lecherous uh Professor X was pretty amusing he was too. Such a jerk. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Where he was hitting like on women in the bar.
3: He yeah. on every woman. <laughs> Just, oh, that's awful, but awesome.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's see. Should we answer JR's question? That's a long one, let's see. About, now that we we'll move on. This one's for everyone. It's been a few months since Roderick Kingley was replaced by Phil Yurick. In retrospect, was it a good idea or not? My vote is of course no.
2: Uh, they've only done one story with the Phil York
1: Hob- Hobgoblin he he shows up and he's like I must get rid of this technically they've done multiple Robert's ones character. he's been in Spider-Girl and he's been in Hercules
3: and he's been in half the issues of Amazing Spider-Man mugging so yeah that's true half facing it yeah yeah well uh-huh. um, my vote would be I, I'm I'm still interested in what he's doing with Phil Urich. I think it's interesting, but, um, replacing Roderick Kingsley with him was dumb. He did not need to be the hobgoblin. Uh, he should have taken some other identity. Yeah.
1: Wheatcakes with an absolute epic avatar. From Canada, the avatar is the Christmas scene from, uh, uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas where they're all dancing and that one little girl is dressed in a, the, the twins in purple dresses shaking their head back and forth. I wave my hair back and forth. Sorry. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Years ago, in the mid-'80s, oh, back in the-'80s, oh, my God, I had the fortune to meet Smiling Stan Lee, an experience I still remember to this day, yet I wish I had the foresight to bring a camera with me. Uh, Even though I spoke very briefly to the man, he was one of those individuals who made you feel great, even though you've actually shared about ten seconds with him. That's what she said. To the gang, which Spider-Man writers, artists, have you ever met in person, and what were your impressions? Please disregard online correspondence or interviews.
3: Okay, first off, Brad, if that's what she said, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Um. (laughs) And go ahead. Where's George to uh, correct you? He spent an hour
1: dressing me down for,
2: for using it wrong.
1: I've only met, um Stan and Peter David, uh, in person. You know what? One I've never, I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show. I met, uh, Mike, Mike R- R- Ringo. He passed away. He was the artist on Sensational Spider-Man. He had a panel at the Chicago Comic-Con years ago when he was penciling that book and he just sat and drew and just took questions, and he was just a, such a nice guy. I mean, I only, really, I didn't really meet him. I was just in a, at a panel with him, and he, just a nice guy.
3: Mar Wolfman, uh, oh,
1: go ahead. Wolfman, what?
3: No, I was just gonna say I've, I've never actually met any of them, but at uh, NYCC, Tom Defalco made a very good impression on a panel I saw him on.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he he's seems... of course over the, you know, interviews from podcasts and everything. You can tell he's a, he's a really nice and uh, knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Were you say, Michael? Marv Wolfman?
6: Marv Wolfman's nice. Peter David's nice. Mike McCone uh, was extremely pleasant to talk to. Uh, He's got, doing
1: the art on that Spider-Man for itself. Like I said, awesome artwork. Horrible story. Uh,
6: I mainly talked to him about his DC work, obviously.
1: What did he do? Uh,
6: he drew Spider-Man, uh, Superman for three issues, and he basically reinvigorated the Teen Titans with Jeff Johns. Mm. He was the initial artist on that. Uh, and he had a very amusing um uh, story about Superboy's costume uh or at least amusing to me but I'm trying to think if there was any other that came to Dragon con I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody well,
2: yeah. what was the amusing story to Superboy
6: the what I'm sorry
2: what was what was the amusing story about superboy's costume?
6: Um, they were. he was talking about the costume design with Jeff Johns, and Jeff Johns is like, well, just put him in a t-shirt and jeans. He's like, that's not going to work.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, oh,
3: and now that, that I funny. think about it, um, uh, also at New York, uh, our poster, Greg XB, introduced me to Greg Wiseman
0: mm.
1: uh,
3: of the Spectacular Show. He was you a know, very nice and gracious guy, too. I also got to meet um, oh, God, I'm going to forget his name, but the director of uh, Batman Under the Red Hood at the same time. Uh, also a cool guy. Hmm. Why can I not remember his name? Damn it, I feel bad now.
1: That was a good movie. Yeah, uh, it was a great movie. Uh, also happy belated first Father's Day, Brad. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. Last question. Iron Jam from East Yorkshire, United Kingdom. Hi gang, I'm relatively new to comics. Two years of reading. Wow, he's a new reader. I didn't think those existed. I was thinking of doing a podcast on a new guy's point of view on comics and in industry. Do you think that this would be an interesting listen, especially with reviews on recommended readings from listeners? I
3: think uh, that last part sounds really interesting. Recomm- you know, having listeners recommend things for him to read and review would be would yeah. be kind of cool. Uh, best advice I would have to say for an upcoming podcast:
1: record something that you would enjoy to listen to, and make it stand apart from something else. Don't copy anybody else's style and and try not to make it a show like two guys on the phone or just like a telephone conversation kind of try to make yeah. it like kind of try to make it like a radio talk show or uh have some kind of format etc okay. it's best to plot out what you're going to say before you do it um, well uh, not verbatim i would say talking points would be good well yeah. some,
6: you some you people work do work better that.
1: off a script i mean that's just
2: yeah, yeah
6: you, you're you really got to find your footing with it. It yep. took me a long time to find mine. Uh, I I do take exception that you don't want to sound like two guys on the phone because I've made a podcasting career on that. Um, well,
1: you, you you know it's a, I, I would disagree that you make it two guys on the phone. You you uh, you make it a show. You don't make it a phone conversation. There's a difference.
6: <laughs> um, Invest in some equipment if you're serious about it. Uh, I think I think a lot. one of the big mistakes a lot of starting out podcasters make is that they go out and they buy the first headset they find,
0: mm, yeah. or they
6: buy the first microphone they find, and, uh, you know, sometimes that $10 headset's just not going to sound good when you're recording with it. Very true. Uh, you don't have to buy, like, a $1,000 mixing board and, and microphone, but, you know, just spend a little money, and uh, get everything worked out before you go live. I think one of the best things that a lot of new podcasts are doing is that they're putting the trailer for the show on iTunes first, so the iTunes feed is set up before episode one goes live.
2: Hmm.
6: And that
2: you way know, the fir- to, to offshoot that, Bailey, I was uh when we do relaunch uh, clone saga chronicles and spidey.com. I am going to probably put a, uh, little disclaimer at the, uh, like an episode negative one, because we already have an episode zero, so we'll do the minus one, which is a homage to the nineties as well. And, um and kind of, kind of give a sneak preview of what's,
1: what's, what's already
2: occurred and what's to come,
1: so. Yeah. Good, good advice is to go to Amazon and research ratings on microphones, too. Yeah. Sorry to step on you completely, Bailey. I apologize.
6: No, no, that's fine. Uh, also, don't do a podcast about Spider Man <laughs> hosted by Brad Douglas, Michael Bailey, <laughs> Stella, yeah. Zach, Kevin, and Jr. Because one, you can't get us because we're already doing it, and, and two, <laughs> I mean, if you find six people with that those exact same names, go for it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, feel free. I'd listen to that one. Yeah, my advice is if you're gonna rip somebody off, go ahead and rip off Brad because you can't do better. <laughs> oh. I think that was a compliment. I'm not sure. I I I think he's totally sucking up to you. Oh, right. Well, no, oh, thank I'm you. also pointing out that so many people already have.
1: Oh oh wow. Right, thank <laughs> you. On that note <laughs> <laughs> Final words around the bin, Mr. Bailey. Final thoughts.
6: Um, my wife makes me laugh a lot. Oh she was just in here putting the battery in her mouse and she had the thing upside down and the light came on and blinded her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love final thoughts.
3: Kevin, final thoughts? I'm really in the mood for pizza right now.
1: Nice. Um, what do you like in your pie? What do you like in your pie? Um,
3: that sounds dirty. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking
0: the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I,
3: And 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 now I, I have to I have to tell you that I like sausage on my plate, <laughs> <laughs> um, which. <laughs> Which makes it terrible.
0: Oh my God.
3: Um, but now there's this there's this little place uh, down the street from here called Village Pizza that's supposed to be really good. But I haven't tried it yet because I've been trying to do good on the whole health thing. But uh, <laughs> I've inside. been doing very good on the health thing actually. So I think I'm gonna let myself go try the Village Pizza today.
1: I'll take some sausage pie, sir. You got it. <laughs> go tell your wife. There you go, Stella. Final thoughts.
4: I'm maybe ninety five percent moved. Nice. So I'm after we're done, gonna finish with the last five percent.
3: <laughs> I thought you said mooned for a second. <laughs> no.
4: it's like by who?
1: This <laughs> an audio show, yeah. <laughs> I've been mooning you all for three hours. Yes. Uh, yeah. Remember, I'm watching I like boxers apparently. So. <laughs> I mean, oh god. Anyway, anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to your coverage at the yeah. comic. Oh yeah. You're my official reporter, young
0: lady. lady uh, <laughs> And, about.
1: Zach, um, final words.
2: Um, well, uh, now that I've got all my uh, itineraries kind of semi-plotted
1: out for the next, for the uh, two weeks from today when we're recording this, I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. And that wraps up the last show for July. Coming next month, we'll be celebrating our fifth anniversary of the podcast with a live call-in show where you can connect on Skype and ask the panel questions in real time. Check out the front page of the Crawl Space for more information. But before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, and they've supported us for all five years. An example on their great prices is on the Spider-Man Vengeance of Venom trade paperback. This one collects a lot of Venom's early appearances, like Amazing 332 to 333, along with 346 and 347. It also has The Birth of Carnage with Amazing 361 to 363, and also 374 to 375. Now, basically, Venom appeared about uh, once a year, and this collects about three or four years worth. It also has the rare Spider-Man, The Trial of Venom, If I remember correctly, you had to send off for this one, and the proceeds would go to UNICEF. Peter David wrote it, and it's a pretty good issue. I haven't seen it reprinted anywhere else, so this is a a pretty rare book to get in trade paperback form. The cover price of this one, $34.99. Mail order has it for just $21.69, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'll be back in August to celebrate 13 years of the spider website and five years of the podcast. See you guys next month.